Hey guys, welcome to Just the Basics. I'm Tommy. You have not heard my voice in quite a long time it's because of all sorts of craziness has happened. Uh, my wife had a baby. He's nine weeks old now. It's crazy. Completely changed my life. Made it very difficult to do the podcast though. But hey, we are back on the air now and hopefully we can keep the ball rolling, keep some good consistent content going for you guys so you guys can continue to learn more all about music along with this journey with us. This episode is very special. Something we have never done before on Just the Basics. We actually have a guest on this episode, an interview with a good friend of mine from college. His name is Jacob Talent. He has a band called the Vegan Llamas. So go ahead and give this a listen to. Let us know what you think. Subscribe to us. Uh, follow us. Like, comment, whatever. Check out our Patreon page if you really like this. So again, here's Jacob Talent. All right, guys. So we got Jacob Talent with us here from the Vegan Llamas. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jacob. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem at all. So I wanted to ask you first so we can kind of familiarize our audience with who you are and everything. Is So you're a guitarist. How long have you been playing for? Um, I guess about 14, 15 years. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got started a little late. <laughs> That's uh, You got a leg up on me. <laughs> so, and then I know like when we were in college, when we started out, I mean, you played electric guitar, but I mostly knew you for like your banjo playing. Yeah, that was that. That for a while, that's what a lot of people knew me for. <laughs> right. It's funny how things uh, kind of come around a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My musical journey has just been kind of a comedy sketch. A comedy sketch, right? Yeah. Isn't that like that for all of us? I feel like yeah. that would be mine too. <laughs> kind of <laughs> start out thinking you're going to go one place and end up someplace completely different. Yep. That's kind of life, right there. I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so what made you decide you wanted to actually go and study music? Uh, so <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. Uh, so when I was about 11, 11 or 12 years old, I, when I was uh, playing guitar for a little bit, as soon as I got my first electric guitar, I started playing like ACDC and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is kind of what I, what I'm good at. This is what I, what I want to pursue and then time goes by and I'm playing a bunch of stuff and I played a lot in high school and when it came time to go to college I was like yeah I definitely want to study music um but at the time I was really into percussion and uh symphonic type stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh like I was I was stuck between going studying uh percussion like concert percussion so like mallet instruments and snare drum and timpani and all that stuff or bass because I had a, a fair experience doing uh, bass playing as well or mm-hmm. guitar and I ended up going with a guitar. Um, and so my kind of idea behind college is a little bit different from most people, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to form a band. And after, after I graduate, I'll, I'll, I'll be in that band and that's kind of funny how that worked out yeah yeah so it wasn't really much of a plan for on me I guess a traditional plan of oh I want to go and study music I was like it was kind of like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do this I'm gonna be in a band right Um, but um you know going because I went to another school before I came to Liberty and I went there and it was it was a a big learning experience for me because I got thrown into a lot of situations where I had to be flexible. And then I came to Liberty mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh wow, this is great. So, um, then it was, you know, 
okay, what what kind of more refined path do I want to go on musically? And then right, I, right. I chose my my uh, degree and kind of went from there. Okay. Yeah, I remember that actually now that you mentioned that you did go and you, I know you played upright bass quite a bit too, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's kind of, it's funny. A lot of people seem to start on guitar and then switch to bass, but you kind of yeah, did the kind of the opposite. It was weird. So I, I, I originally started out on drums when I was, when I was little, I'd, I played okay. a little bit of drums and then started guitar. And then when I got to high school, everybody needs a bass player. Of course. Right. And so I started <laughs> playing in like uh church and a bunch of different churches and pet band. And then, I played a bit of uh, upright jazz and um, orchestra when I was at my the first college I went to, and then when I got to Liberty, I was like, okay, I'm I'm a guitar player. This is what I want to be known for. And right. Then, and then I got a scholarship to play banjo, <laughs> and then everybody thinks <laughs> I play banjo, and then uh, right, and then kind of put my foot down and said, hey, I'm a guitar player. This is what I want to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny how that works out. I know. Um, Another guitar player that I know that used to play banjo, he has a banjo and he used to play it, some professional stuff just because people paid him to do it. And he's like, I don't want to play banjo. I hate playing banjo, but they pay me, so I'll do it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. It's it's one of those things that uh, a lot of people love it and they don't see it a lot. So it does right. it does get you gigs. Yeah, that's true. Just I feel like the same way, the same thing kind of happens with upright bass a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, with electric bass, I mean, there's not. I mean, there's not as many electric basses as there are guitarists, but you can get a guitarist to play electric bass if you have to. But if you can play yeah. upright bass, you'll yep. you'll work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, you, you have a quality you, one. Yeah, you can't just uh, pick up an upright and just go. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot. I learned that the hard way in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the upright bass beat me up. Yeah, it's a it's a physical physical and uh, mental instrument I right. feel like that's what I like so much about it though is like it took more it's a challenge yeah exactly like I felt way more connected and I still do I don't play upright bass very often anymore but anytime I do I feel I just feel way more connected to the instrument than I do with an electric bass it's it's more expressive I feel in some ways right you can you can get different sounds right that's true yeah there's so many different uh and it's all in your hands too like electric yeah. bass and even guitar to an, to an extent too, if you have a, your instrument colors it so much with, with upright bass, it's all in your hands. Yeah, that's right. It's uh well, sometimes the clarity, like uh, if you get like a $500 plywood bass, that, <laughs> you can't make that be clearer. <laughs> but yeah, oh well, right. Yeah. <laughs> so with the Vegan Llamas, you guys got started in college. So you kind of did do your whole thing of like, I want to start a band in college and I'll play with them. yeah yeah that's that's that was my plan and i i was thankful enough that god let me do it you know so so you guys uh started out like you said earlier you kind of were spoiled by it because you guys started your first gig was that coffee house gig at liberty right yeah yeah so for everybody that doesn't know the coffee house gigs at liberty i don't know if they still do it or not but it was like they did them um, in the in the winter semester and in the spring semester, and it was like this giant, I guess almost like a talent show. Uh, people would send yeah. videos or bands would come up, and it was just all sorts of cool stuff. And you'd play in front of like ten thousand people if you got to go to it. 
but there, there's no prize. It's just for so fun. That's pretty and, cool. And glory, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> How did you guys come up with your name? Okay, so there was some speaker, honestly, at, at convocation, a speaker at Liberty. He um he was coming in. And he was talking about people being passionate about things, and uh, he was talking about all these different movements that were going on. And uh, he said, "Oh, save this, save that, or we gotta protect this." And he's and he just randomly yelled, "Save the vegan llamas!" And he said, "I don't know where that came from, but." by the end of the day, there'll be a, a Facebook page about it or something. And so our, our lead singer, Nick thought it would be funny. We're like, Oh, let's just, let's be that for coffee house and see if anybody remembers it from that convocation, that uh, speaker. And uh, that's how it kind of got started. And then that semester, spring semester, we did it. And Thankfully, we got on to Coffee House and we went and played, and it was a lot of fun. And then the next semester after that, we just kind of kept going, and then that's when we kind of got established. So, right, I, I that's pretty cool. I remember the first time you guys did it, and you guys went up there as vegan llamas. I was like, I just thought it was like hilarious. I didn't think you guys were going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we that's were pretty like, cool though. It, it was funny. It took took a little bit of nerve, but we we're right. like, oh, it, it's it's crazy enough to get a reaction, right? So. I guess as a guitar player, though, you got to have a little bit of nerve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how would you describe the sound that you guys have as the Vegan Llamas? So, uh, we call we just call it rock and roll. That's the easiest right. way of saying it. Um, yeah, because we all we we call it rock music, but we all come from different. Um, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, for crying out loud, our keyboard player is a classically trained pianist. Yeah. You know, so a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a, I grew up playing rock and roll and studied bluegrass for a while. And, uh, you know, Noah, our bass player, he was really into vocal music. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a whole, a whole, whole hodgepodge of stuff and it ends up coming out. Right. Uh, fairly progressive rock, you know, with a whole lot of different flavors thrown in there. Right. Yeah, you can definitely hear it in your music, I think. Uh, like, I definitely can hear, a, like, a country sort of influence, bluegrass sort of in- influence on what you guys play. Yeah. Especially yeah. with some of your guitar Just, solos. They, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know how that happened. Well, I guess a little bit of backstory was... Um, I used to do security um, mm-hmm. when I was uh, when I would I was living in uh, Charlotte area, and I, I from about eighteen to about twenty three or twenty four I was I did security at a bunch of venues out there, and um, I would work these country music shows, and I was like, man, there's a lot of people here, there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of pretty women here, and I was like, hmm, country music. I could, I could, I could probably get by doing that. Right. And so that was kind of my, my step into playing country music was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people that like this. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I didn't like country music. And I, and then kind of when I got into college and, and I had more time to listen to music, it was like a completely different world, you know? Um, right. 
it was funny. Everybody knew me as the country guitar player at Liberty, but I came in as a straight metalhead. Like I, that's right. all I did. And, I remember uh, that though. Freshman year, you were definitely more of a metalhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. I was thinking about that last night. Uh, how me and you were, we we would try to play some music together with the, some of the metal stuff I had back then, and it was just it was completely off the wall. But right, yeah, that's how I kind of <laughs> got kind of got a little bit country country fried in my in my guitar playing. I'd right. Say. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, the thing with country music too is it's just so popular right now. So many people listen oh, to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, if you don't have a little bit of that you're playing, well, I, I shouldn't say that. If you do have a little bit of that playing, you get like a whole new audience of people that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily have before. Mm-hmm. Yep. One now, thing feel, about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say one thing about your music that I think is really cool is you guys experimenting with different time signatures and that sort of thing. Oh, thanks, man. What's um, what's that process like for you guys trying to write with those time signatures? Okay, so <laughs> um, when I first started writing like complete songs, it was probably uh, late late high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, late high school, early college when I started kind of writing complete. Well, I would say I'll say complete, but like. Uh, frameworks of songs so I would write all the instrumentation to it and program it and have a uh, have it on my computer and have an idea of what I wanted it to sound like without right. vocals or anything like that and during that time I was listening to a lot of bands like um, the band Protest the Hero they're okay. a super progressive rock almost almost metal band um, they kind of bridge the gap of those two um, but I was listening to a lot of their music, so that was kind of what I clung to. But then my classic rock roots, kind of, I kind of refine the uh, progressive stuff to make it a little bit more palatable for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't if you can't really sing the riff back, then it's not a good riff. You know? Right. It won't but, be memorable. Uh, exactly. So one thing that I try to do is create something that's just off the wall, but I can make it see see how off the wall i can make it but still make it um palatable and you can enjoy it right um you know you try to with whatever we do you know if if we draw a picture or or we uh make something to eat you know there's there's an art behind it and you you want an emotion to come from it right right and so Wow, this is getting deep. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. uh, basically, my my like thought process behind it is like, oh, if I can cause an emotion, that's what I want. Right. Um, and I feel I feel like a lot of um, a lot of metal music and rock music is a lot of negative emotion. It just makes you angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a negative emotion, and and you could say that about some, you know. You can say that about any music, really. I mean, you blues, you emote, it makes you sad. Right, or right. you know, you talk about twelve tone music; it's it's a overall negative uh, emotion because you, you feel distressed. You never really have a feeling of clarity. You never have right. a feeling of of uh, resolution. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me see what I can do to make something really crazy and technical, but also give positive emotion behind it, or you know, just create a different feeling. And not right. not just completely negative or not just completely happy. I'll kind of, you know, give a different feeling. Um, right. But that's, that's kind of my way of doing it. And with 
with polyrhythms and different time signatures, I, with all the music that I listen to, it just kind of comes naturally to me now. Um, and believe it or not, one of the, the first band that I kind of, kind of listened to realizing it was a different time signature was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they're not known as a progressive rock band. They're funk rock, right. whatever, whether they they're their own thing, but their song Ethiopia, I think it was on the, uh, uh, 2011 album is the one with the the fly on it. I, I'm with you. Yeah, that one, that one. And it's in seven. And I would I would go listen to it on my way to school with my CD player. And I would be like, okay, how do I count that? That's really weird. I was like, okay, so it's there's missing something right there. And so that's when I kind of started like, okay, I can I can play outside of four four. Yeah, you yeah. know. And then I, I was really into Rush when I was in high school. They're like the top prog rock band out there, so they're definitely an influence in there too. But I would say probably Rush and Protest the Hero. They were kind of the ones that led me down that path of uh, different time signatures and different tonal ideas. Right. I know for me personally, like because I came from that swing background. You know, we just played yeah. four. So you play like a, even if someone, a song was in six or in 12, I played it in four. It was how I thought about it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I remember getting to Liberty and then we, we were in that, um, what they call it, the practice groups freshman year. Yeah. And then, yeah. so we were playing a lot together and we did, and you would pull some stuff out in different odd time signatures. I remember that was like the first time for me that I ever really had to play in odd time signatures. Man, that <laughs> messed with my brain for a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely makes you think about music differently it does you know and it so can cool. uh create so many different emotions it can feel unsettled or it can feel complete it just depends on how oh you write yeah it. yeah like uh, a little little thing coming up on this new ep um i'm so disjointed in the way of my writing now that we there's this guitar solo it's a guitar solo with a piano underneath of it um it's kind of like a duet piece, mm-hmm. but uh, it's in the bridge of one of our songs, and uh, it's in eleven. Oh, nice! So it's it's a, it's a five plus six, but like once I start listening listening to it, oh, it, it kind of feels like it's a it's a waltz. Or you're gonna kind of you could kind of dance to it, but it's like it's it's a five and then a six. So it's so it's it almost sounds right and so when i was kind of writing my guitar solo on top of the on top of that i was like okay how can i write like a a standard 12 8 guitar solo and just take a beat off so i can land on the right uh on the right landing notes for each mm-hmm. each measure so i'm not out of the chord you know right out of the chord tremendously yeah yeah uh, that was that was very weird. So there's there's definitely ways that you can, you know, write write in odd times and still, you know, make things work. Yeah, like I remember, uh, I think it was my junior junior or sophomore year uh, with the big band. We played a Pat Metini tune. Uh, called, oh yeah, uh, first circle, first circle. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was it. Went back from either five eight to seven eight every other bar, or seven eight to nine eight. I can't remember which one it was. Yep. And the pattern switched every other bar too. So it'd be like one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one. It was like, oh my gosh. 
And then the intro for it was mind bending because it it was like like a clap intro. So we won, but the claps were on the upbeats. Gosh. And so it was horrible because in the beginning, all you heard, it just started out with the claps and then the piano, bum, 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 the piano playing on the downbeat and everybody clapping on the upbeat. Oh, forget that. Yeah, it was insane. But then whenever, when the whole band came in and everybody started playing together, it was awesome. But oh gosh. It You'll was have to uh, listen to that. pretty twisted. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I just looked it up. It says 22.8. It's like a 12 plus 10. So I guess like a... 12 plus 10. That's what it was, yeah. Uh, Like, oh man, two, like 6 plus 6 plus 5 maybe? Oh gosh. It was weird. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember that it was like... it. Yeah. It was awesome, but we we botched it. Then when we went to play live, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like oh, we man. never got it perfect in rehearsals because when you got you know twenty two people trying to clap together with that oh, sort yeah. of rhythm, <laughs> oh my gosh, forget about it. <laughs> oh man, it'd be bad enough getting two people to clap that rhythm together. Oh but right, that many. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the old, oh, old man. joke about flutes or piccolos. How do you get two piccolos to play in tune together? You shoot one of them. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> that's, that's what it funny. felt like trying to play that thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, uh, you guys have one album out now, and then a couple singles. You said you're releasing two more EPs this year. Oh, uh, we got one more EP coming out this year. One so we'll, we'll have we'll have an EP coming out on uh, Halloween, so October 31st. Okay. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'll definitely have to check that out as soon as it drops. Thanks. So what is that recording process like for you guys? Okay, so our first EP, we uh, worked with a producer and uh, it was a friend of mine that I, I work with um, up in up in Detroit. And this time, you know, we, we're, we can't really do that, you know, because of um, our scheduling and stuff like that because we all we all have full-time jobs right um so so this time around well ever since ever since uh i guess our release nightmare that we released earlier this summer um we've we've tracked all the well i guess last year too but we've tracked all guitars and uh keys and and bass and stuff like that in house mm-hmm. um literally in our house right um, right we use a uh, bias uh, it's positive grid it's like a um, plug-in and that it's just like an amp emulator um yeah we cheat yeah, no <laughs> but uh that. That, that's what we do for our guitars for right now um but what so basically what we've done before is we'll get all the guitars and everything done and then we'll go and record drums and vocals mm-hmm. you know but this time around we uh went into a pseudo studio and uh we tracked drums first thing because i kind of wanted more of a a traditional rock and roll type feel like an old school sound where you know you just play to the drums instead of playing to a click right um it gets more of an organic feel to it yeah everything Um, just feels better yeah um but we you know with this we had to uh we tracked those first and then we got those files and, you know, cleaned them up a bit and then tracked everything else on top of it. And then once we had all that done, uh, we went to, we went and did vocals and acoustic instruments. 
because uh, a buddy of, of ours has an, a lot of uh, nice mics and stuff like that. He has access to them. So we're like, okay, we want to add a little bit of acoustic stuff into the mix, you know, just little little things. Um, and then so we went and tracked vocals and acoustic instruments in, in two days, and then we were done. So now uh, we're just getting it mixed and mastered, and mm-hmm. it, it'll be it'll be done. That's pretty awesome. It's great how isn't it great that you can record stuff in your own house now with the way technology oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's not even super expensive. Yeah, that's right. I I literally did a session for somebody on Saturday, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like super duper easy. I just plug my guitar in and I'm good to go. Right. So. Yeah, especially if it's something that you're plugging direct, not like if you're singing or acoustic or whatever. That's a little harder, but yeah, but anything direct, it's it's pretty great. Mm-mm. So, what has been the best part about the vegan llamas for you? Like, was it traveling or the uh, the recording process? Or um, honestly, it's it's making the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because mm, it's something different. Right. It, it's it's both a good it's a good and a bad thing for us because we are so out there that it, like oh wow people people hear it and they're like oh I don't know what what even just happened you know <laughs> P- people say oh that was so cinematic or that was so just off the wall it was just huge it was a big sound and we're like cool thank you and but then we never know like what people are going to think or how how we can market ourselves. You know, we can't really say, oh, yeah, we're a prog rock band because sometimes we're not. You right. know, it's like just song to song. Like, you know, you got to serve serve the song, basically. And uh, that's, that's probably the hardest part is just, I guess it's a, I answered both of those questions for you. But the best part is, is like playing the songs live is mm-hmm. just a feeling you can't get any other way right um but also the hardest part is being so strange and so whimsical with our music style is that it's hard to uh really compare ourselves to anybody else or say oh yeah if you like this band you'll love us right right. because we can't you can't really do that that's with us yeah so but that's also a strength of you guys at the same time once people get your music they're not going to hear anything like that anywhere else exactly exactly (laughs) plus the whole thing with music is it's got to be like you you know you're not going to sell music or do something really really well unless it's something that you actually love for yourself yeah 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 you gotta have a passion behind it yeah exactly i know that's one thing i've heard a lot of bands do like like Playing in a cover band, I, I get it. You know, it's it's cool, but it's not you. You're playing somebody else's music. Yeah, like nothing yep. about it. I can like in like a jazz situation, it's a little bit different because everybody like takes those standards and twists them all around. You can end up with so many different variants. But in like a, yep. you know, if you're playing in like a Beatles cover band, you're gonna straight up play Beatles arrangements, and it's like seriously, yeah, it's, you gotta play it exactly how it's recorded. Yep, you know, and otherwise you get torn apart. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, oh, well, you're not good. You're not as good as the Beatles. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not supposed to be. They were the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So what does the future look like for the vegan llamas? So we're just going to, we're going to keep playing and see what happens. You know, this, uh, this next EP is going to be really exciting for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're not sure we've got some shows booked uh, until the end of the year. And then from there, we're not, uh, we're just going to see what happens 
So yeah, okay, that's awesome. So I know that you were playing a lot even outside of the vegan llamas. What types of side projects are you doing? So I uh, I fill in for for other bands and stuff like that, and I uh, I do sessions. I do remote sessions from my house. Mm-hmm. So, so somebody says, "Oh, hey, can I have guitar on this?" and they'll, they'll send it to me, and I can I can just track it here and uh, kind of see what I can do. You know, I'll I'll send them a bunch of different tracks of uh, some options. Right, right. Uh, I, I I love playing live, um, so I've I've played with a couple different artists right now, um, and you know praise and worship stuff too. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, yeah, I I just kind of pick up things as they come. Right. Um, and being being a multi instrumentalist, I guess I just do what I can. Right. Um, I if I get somebody that needs a bass, I'll play bass or. I need banjo. I'll play banjo. <clears throat> right. And I, a couple of weeks ago when we were actually tracking drums, I, uh, there in the same town we were in, the, there was uh, a church that needed a drummer. And so they contacted me and I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll do that. And so, so I, I learned the set and I, I went out there and I did it. So right. it was, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, like I'm thankful for all the experiences I've had because I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, for the longest time, people are like, oh, why, why do you spend time doing that stuff? I'm like, well, I just like it. <laughs> but now I, I, I look back and I was like, oh, man, those are good skills to have. Because right. like in a crunch, in a crunch, if you need somebody, then, you know, it's always good to have options. Right, of course. So, yeah, being a multi-instrumentalist is definitely an advantage for any musician that wants to be working. <laughs> oh, oh, completely, completely. Like I probably wouldn't have... Uh, man, I, I I wouldn't be where I am today probably if I didn't have, if I didn't play banjo, which is so stupid to say or so silly to say. Right. But a lot of people I've played with they knew me because I played banjo. Right. Right. And if I didn't if I didn't do that, like they would have never known. Oh, he's he's a guitar player, you know. So. Right. Isn't that funny how that works out? <laughs> yep. Yep. Now all the banjo playing, like, was that something that you? wanted to do or is it just kind of like well crap now i gotta do this okay so this is is another stupid funny thing um i just i saw him in guitar center and i I said oh man a six string banjo that's so cool i could sound like i'm playing banjo but i'm playing guitar (laughs) and i told my dad i was like hey can you get me one of those he was like i'll see what i can do and then uh, um I think he got it for my birthday or, or whatever, and, it, and he got me my five-string banjo. Mm-hmm. And so that's a completely different thing from a six-string. And I was kind of, honestly, I was a little disappointed at the time. I was like, oh, well, I'll just kind of mess around with it as a joke. Right. And, oh, look, I'm a hillbilly. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll play some stuff like that. And then um, I kind of just took it with me to college, just kind of is it was kind of silly and got people to laugh, you know? Right. Um, and then, so this is kind of how it got started is, um, my second semester at the school I was at, we had a civil war, uh, music class. So we studied the music of the civil war era, uh, in America. So, um, if you open up your history books, there's a whole lot of stuff that happened in that time period. And, uh, honestly it's, it's very sad 
it's very sad because um, bluegrass music is sounds like a happy music, but the only reason we have it is because of um, something really sad that happened, I think. And uh, the only reason we really have banjo is because of slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you look into the history behind it, it's it's breaks your heart, right? You know, to think about it. Um, so I studied studied that music for a little bit, um, and from there, I, I I grew a lot as a as a banjo player. You know, playing that music, playing like old time and bluegrass, mm-hmm. and just playing those songs because uh, we, we we used them in a bunch of different arrangements. We did like a like a Elvis style one, like uh, we did Chuck Berry. I mean, we did a waltz. It, it was just like we took a lot of those old um, old timey war songs or songs of the time period, and you know reworked them a, a, a little bit. Then we right. had a big concert at the end and told throughout the history and facts and stuff about the Civil War. So um, from there, I, I kind of. I, I came to Liberty and I brought my banjo with me. And then I, I saw that they were auditioning for a, a bluegrass band. And I was like, well, I give that a try. And then I, I did it and I made a fool of myself in the, in the daggum audition. <laughs> and <laughs> I couldn't hardly, I mean, I could, I could fake my way through it, but if, if any traditional banjo player saw me, they would just laugh. Right. And I ended up getting, getting it. Uh, getting the, the position on the on the group, and from there I just grew and grew and grew. Right. So yeah, from that point that from that point on, that you were the banjo player. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's so funny. I remember those uh, those groups at Liberty. I auditioned for them my freshman year, and yeah. uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I bombed that audition so bad. And it's not like I couldn't play any of that stuff because I could. Yeah. I just, when they asked me to transpose, suddenly my mind went blank. I'm like, I do this. After it was over, I was like, I do this all the time. Why couldn't yep. I do it? You know, I just freaked out. And of course, I didn't get any parts. And, but then I got so busy with other stuff. I was glad I didn't in a way because yeah. I played in, yeah. what, four or five different jazz bands on campus, something like that. Yeah. I couldn't have done that too. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, it was... It was a lot, but you know, that's, it was worth it to me. Cause like I played in the big band, oh, for sure. I played in two jazz combos at one point and then the jazz guitar ensemble and then in my band outside of it. But that was yeah. like, I lived and breathed it, man. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't want to do anything yeah. other than that, you know? Well, that's good. That's good. That was, uh, that was it for me. So do you have any advice that you would give out to any, to aspiring musicians who want to play professionally or just, you know, they're playing in their bedroom all the time and they want to go out and do something, but they just feel like they can't get over the hill. Um, hmm. So you're, you're playing a lot and you want to get out in public and do that kind of yeah, thing. It's like, the, like, you know, the guy who's sitting around wants to play, but doesn't really like they're just, they practice a lot, but don't really do anything with it, but they want to. Okay. Um, just dude, go, go to, go to shows, go to live experience live music um because for me there is nothing like That's it the truth. anywhere um uh live music is is something you hear but it's also something you feel mm-hmm. um and so i my best advice was just be out there right. listen 
experience and the people that you meet, just be friends with them and uh, just uh, get to know people, understand the music, try to take as much in as you can. Never, never stop learning, basically. Um, and if, experience any types of music if you can. Right. I mean, uh, I went, I went and saw an old time bluegrass style band on Friday night. I played in a rock band on Saturday night. Right. You know, so it's it's you got to experience and you get to just enjoy as much as you can and expose yourself to a lot of different types of music. Right. Um, I, there is some Victor Wooten phrase out there that it, if you force yourself to listen to a lot of different types of music, you're going to end up learning something. Right. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure I botched that, but he says uh, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just go out there and experience it. And uh, with that, if you start playing with people or you get offers to play with people, you're going to play a lot and you you probably won't won't get paid for a long time. But then once you say yes enough, you'll be able to say no. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, like, once... Once you uh, kind of build a name for yourself and you are just easy to work with and you know your stuff and you practice and uh, you come prepared, you come early and you help set up and you help tear down and, you know, you shake enough hands and you smile and you just uh, do a good job. And then, I mean, you'll get gigs, you know, that way. Um, Honestly, like a lot of the time... uh, I've I've found out that if you put in the work, then you, you know you'll get work. Right. Um, and I've <laughs> I've learned a lot recently about how you present yourself. Like I had somebody tell me that uh, they they didn't want to work with me in college because of how I looked. Interesting. The way I dr- the way I dressed, right. and so and so and and my demeanor as well. So if if you if you look at like like you're angry all the time, then people probably aren't going to want to talk to you. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah, a, a lot of the time in college, I was really uptight and I was rushing around all the time, you know, always focused about something. But, you know, you have to, you have to be personable and you have to be willing to talk to people right. and love people. And uh, Yeah, that's a, and, a mistake that I made in college too. I was always so busy playing my jazz stuff. And that's what I wanted to do that I didn't, I didn't make time for other people. Like after my sophomore year, when we got rid of those music theory classes, half those people that were in like the worship program. And I was like, Oh, I'm not in that. I want to, I got to do my jazz stuff. I got to do that. I was like, I lost some connections that probably would have been really helpful for me right about now. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I feel that. And honestly, it's just like, okay, I'm going to get deep again. Um, music is not, the the only thing that makes music good is uh, emotion, like like I said earlier, but like the interaction with other people. Because mm-hmm. if 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 you play something really well, but nobody hears it, what good is right. it? Or um, if you sit at home and practice and practice and practice and practice and get it so good, and but never play it in front of anybody, is it actually any good? Right. You know, and if you can't if you can't convey an emotion or anything like that, then, you know, it's pointless. Right. And if, if you, and I guess the same thing would go for writing music. 
Uh, if you just do something because you can do it, it's probably not good. Yeah, exactly. But you, like, you have to have a, a reason behind right. it. Right. Like, what's that? How's that saying go? Uh, they thought about so much about, or they focused so much on the fact that they could do it that they didn't think about whether or not they should. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that's what I, I tell a lot of people. That is, um, just because you can play something doesn't mean you right. should, or you know, along those lines. Exactly. Because. Uh, especially dealing with a lot of younger musicians, I should have learned this a long time ago. Was you know I, I would play fast all the time, just right. all the all the notes. But no, no, that's not what it's about. You have to you have to think about it, and you have to put feeling behind mm-hmm. it. And yeah, feeling blah blah blah. <laughs> but uh, honestly, that's what people care that's about sells, yeah. more than anything. That's yeah. what makes that connection. Yeah. That's what makes music special. Yeah, that's that's honestly that's what makes music right. music is is the emotion behind it. Because if it was just noise, that's you know that's no no fun. Yeah, exactly. It's just annoying. Yeah, just <laughs> right. <laughs> then it's just elevator music at that point. But that's something <laughs> that you know we're always and every musician will tell you the same thing. You're always learning that. You'll never be at the point with that because yeah, it's so easy to just be like, oh, I can play this note. I I should or you know, you get into these patterns that it's like they feel really comfortable on the neck, so you play it and then you repeat it and it's like, oh, that sounded really cool. But then you're like, but that didn't really serve the song, you know? That's mm. something we're always learning. Yeah. That's like, that's the hardest part about music, in my opinion. It's so much a mental yeah. game. The physical aspect of it, you can learn that, but the mental game is the, that's the real challenge. Yeah, and um, working working with the ensemble as well, like if if you're if you're working with a group that can't play a lot of crazy technical stuff, then no, you don't need to be doing right. that. Like you have to respect them in that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, just to go back to your your question, practice, be prepared, be hardworking, say yes a whole right. lot, so you can <laughs> you can you can say no eventually. Because um, saying no feels great. Yeah. And I know, I know sometimes you, you don't want to, you, you might not want to play a gig because, oh, I, it's not this style of music. It's not, you know, I'm not going to get paid enough. No, just do it. It's good for you. It's good for you. You'll learn something, you know, no matter what. Right. As long so. as you keep an open mind, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jacob, for sitting in with us and uh, having that nice talk there about vegan llamas and music in general. Thanks, man. It was a good time. No problem. And we'll, um, what we'll do. Oh, if, uh, our listeners want to follow you guys like on Instagram or whatever, where where can they find you at? So you just type in literally just vegan llamas on Instagram and, uh, Facebook that too. Um, all that stuff. We're on Spotify, Apple music, all that. Awesome. So we've, we're everywhere on social media. All right. So, and it's under that same handle pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think our Instagram is literally just vegan llama at vegan llamas. Uh, no underscore or anything like that. That's when you know you did something unique. (laughs) (laughs) Just get it spelled out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now we, we do get a lot of weird tags or whatever. We get a lot of weird messages and emails oh are you a vegan you should try this I'm like no right. oh 
one time. Okay, one more quick thing. <laughs> we we one of the first one of our first shows in Richmond when we moved here. Um, we we played a set, and then there was another band, and then the headline went up, and the headline, the lead singer, he was like, "Hey, man, are you guys vegans?" And we we're sitting in the back of the bar, sitting there eating burgers and wings, and we're just like, with our mouths just full of meat we're just shaking our head and kind of laughing he's like oh well i'm a vegan and the lead singer of the the other opener band was also a vegan (laughs) and we just kind of like oh i feel kind of bad about that but you should have yelled back and be like no we're llamas see what they say (laughs) that's another one that people say oh are you actually vegan no and we're not actually llamas either (laughs) it's stupid people love to make stupid jokes (laughs) <laughs> all right well thanks for uh sitting down with us and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon all right man take care all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation check out their new album it's going to be releasing on halloween i'll make sure i uh, send out the links to it on social media i'll put links to uh, their social media pages and all that stuff in the description below so you can check that out uh, thanks for listening back in with us guys please share if you like this episode send it with up to all your friends And check us out next week. We'll have another great interview for you.